0: Welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Trout, and I'm on a mission to declutter my house one disc at a time. Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. I am back from vacation and we are going to be talking about that because I was on vacation with my lovely co-star today, Lindsay. How you doing, Lindsay?
1: Hey, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Back
1: from Vegas.
0: Back from Vegas. So for today's episode, we're going to discuss where we just were and all the crazy shit we did, which was not a whole lot of crazy shit, but you know, (laughs) we we discovered we were not very good at Vegas, but we uh, not only are we doing that, but we wanted to get a little festive with it. And today we are going to be covering the movie casino from 1995
1: such a great film
0: it was very good classic yes and we'll be talking about that in a little bit but first a brief history casino is the 1995 martin scorsese film where sharon stone won a golden globe as best actress
1: who's the star Lindsay? well casino stars robert de niro joe pesci (laughs) <laughs> and Sharon Stone.
0: Sharon Stone.
1: Don Rickles is also in it.
0: Don Rickles.
1: And the incredible James Woods.
0: James Woods was pretty good in it.
1: <laughs> My mule in a can.
0: That's right. You got mules in cans and I got rum and coke in a can.
1: It's fugu. Fugu vodka mule. Yeah? Fugu.
0: And how is it? It's good. Is it?
1: I, I like it.
0: It's almost like an episode of Terrible Drink.
1: <laughs> it's not terrible. It's not terrible. No, it's That's a ready-to-enjoy cocktails, 7% alcohol by volume.
0: Oh, shit. Yours is way stronger than mine. I got a rum and coke, and it was terrible. Mm. And mine was like 5%. Oh, no, mine was 7%, wasn't it?
1: I bet yours didn't come with a puffer fish on it, though.
0: I think mine had a shark on it. Yeah. So in Vegas, they, uh, they obviously sell alcohol everywhere, and uh we got some weird shit but uh on our way there okay so let's talk about
1: airfare <laughs> oh my god so i got a good deal with southwest with their low flight uh sale they have it two times a year and i got low i got our airfare in october when they had the sale and i got a really good deal i think it was like 400 a person close to 400 a no, person. it was less
0: than 400 yeah. yeah
1: but we got a really good deal mm-hmm. yeah and um I made sure it was nonstop, and um, I picked a morning flight, and I picked an afternoon flight home. Which...
0: Boy, did she pick a morning flight.
1: <laughs> so, uh, when yeah. When was departure? 6.30 a.m.? Um, the plane took off at 7.05 a.m., actually.
0: Gotcha. Check-in was at
1: 6.30. 6.35, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And then what happened?
1: Well, we didn't really decide till late what time we were going to wake up the next day. So I told you, like, hey, let's wake up at at this time
0: it was uh i believe you wanted five. to wake up at five right uh, you eventually got out of bed at 5 20.
1: no that's not correct you don't think so no it was like five oh five. i got out of bed i was
0: up before you is all i know
1: <laughs> you like jumped out of bed and you were in the bathroom for a while
0: yeah okay so. sure it's all my fault okay <laughs> sorry so uh to make this part of the story shorter <laughs> we uh missed the flight
1: <laughs> okay we didn't miss the flight we got to the counter and check-in for the flight started at 6 35 and we were there at six twenty-two, and the lady said oh there's no way you're gonna make it there's no way your luggage is gonna make it you're, you're not gonna make this flight
0: that freaked us out pretty good yes
1: That really freaked us out. So they're like, oh, we're just going to put these tags on there that says late airfare. But it's probably not going to make it. And then you you go over there for security. So we went and stood in line in security. And I think I waited one minute before I was like, oh. We
0: were next in line when we decided that we weren't going to make it. (laughs) Yeah. We were next in line.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we went back to the counter and we got a different Southwest guy. And he's like, you're definitely going to make your flight. Your luggage is definitely going to make the plane. Like, I don't. You, you shouldn't be worried and we were both like already like on high alert because that lady pretty much told us that our flight was out the door like in the air already so mm-hmm. you know so us being on vacation like being anxious to be on vacation we decided we'll take the next flight so originally our nonstop flight was about five hours uh straight to vegas and this one landed in louisville and it ended Louisville Louisville, Louisville. as they say and it was uh seven hours and 15 minutes to get to Vegas instead
0: yeah I mean I didn't hate it though it wasn't that bad even though we had a layover it we didn't get off the plane
1: yeah so we had a layover on our flight and uh most of the people got off the flight so we were able to move to the front of the plane which I really liked because we were like the first people off which was awesome. Which that I'm, was pretty rad. Yeah. I know you didn't like it up front because you said it was louder, but
0: it was much louder in yeah. the front. than then we were not in the back, but we were towards the back, Right. but uh, in the front, for some reason it was way louder.
1: I didn't really notice that. I was uh, at the window seat, which I was really happy about. It got incredibly hot, but, <laughs> yeah. like, but like when we were going into Vegas, when we were in, I think we were in, I don't even know what states we went over, but i i think i saw the grand canyon and there's no way
0: it wasn't the grand Canyon, right
1: and i have discovered that it was the hoover dam that i saw yeah yes i looked at it on google google maps i like compared it it's definitely the hoover dam so i have a picture of the hoover dam from space
0: basically pretty much so who needs to pay for a tour when you can see it from the plane <laughs>
1: exactly and we didn't have to pay a hundred bucks yeah i have a picture i can i can post it too okay sure yeah we can have like an album for this we
0: could we we could put it not only on our personal facebook's and instagram's but on the disc dump podcast fans page and the disc dump podcast on facebook and the disc dump podcast on instagram follow all those pages for the best updates
1: shameless plug this is my show
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, okay, so air, airplane time is done. Yes. We land in Vegas at McCarran Airport. McCarran. Which, uh, for those of you who listen to episode two, where we talk about Fallout New Vegas, McCarran is a big proponent of that game. But I'll try and keep the Fallout references to a minimum. And the Hunter S. Thompson references to a maximum.
1: You're obsessed with Hunter. All vacation. Yes, I
0: was. (laughs) Every uh, So I I check in beers on an app called Untapped. Any of you have Untapped? Follow me. Follow him. Miloš 7 But, uh, yeah. All all of them beers. All of the beers that I reviewed for the whole time we were there, which turned out to be like
1: 33.
0: 33, yeah. Yeah, uh, 33 beers. I put Hunter S. Thompson quotes, but honestly, I wasn't coherent enough to write Hunter S. Thompson quotes on most of them, so I had to have her find them and curate them for me.
1: I do want to note that we were in Vegas for five days, and we also hit some breweries, so they weren't, like, full glasses with beer. Oh, no, there's a lot of
0: tasters. <laughs> yeah. A lot of yeah. tasters. <laughs> Doesn't mean I wasn't buzzing. I was feeling pretty good. Oh, yeah, totes. Okay, so we got to Vegas. Yes. And we stayed at the Flamingo. Yes,
1: yeah, so we took an Uber to the Flamingo. We found out that Uber was the easiest way to get there because, of course, the casinos don't provide shuttles it was it was really cool landing on the strip and and seeing all the hotels during the day when you land you you see the bottom of the strip you see the Luxor and the New York Hotel and uh, the Excalibur and all the ones on that that side so yeah check-in for our hotel was what three o'clock and we were early and they specifically say on their website, if you want to check in early, expect a $25 fee. So I think it was 25 It might have been more.
0: I wasn't privy to that information yeah. until right now.
1: Everything is so expensive.
0: So we went into their little Mexican restaurant in there. Carlos and Charlie's. Carlos and Charlie's. Uh, later on in the vacation, I'll just tell you now, I went down there by myself and I got a mojito and three tacos. 40 dollars for myself to consume three tacos and a mojito. That's Vegas. That's Vegas. So these are the kind of prices we're talking about. I think the cheapest plates we saw were $16.
1: On the strip. On the strip.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. we did
1: venture off the strip, then we'll get to that later.
0: Yeah. So most notable parts of the flamingo were the iconic carpet and smell smelled like an ugly french hooker for the most part
1: see that wasn't the most iconic part of the flamingo oh no
0: for me it totally besides the flamingos that chill in the courtyard that
1: yeah that was
0: that was cool but i've seen a couple movies now where like when they open up the scene they're looking at the carpet of the flamingo so i think it's pretty iconic and apparently they have like a signature stink that they spray every minute and a half
1: Every hotel does, yeah. And they're all known for their, their scents, and they actually sell them.
0: It was horrible. Yeah. It was like somebody sprayed perfume in your face every time you walked in the baby hallway. Baby hooker
1: perfume. Yeah,
0: it yeah. was ugly. Not a, a baby hooker?
1: Is that what you just said? A baby hooker? <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Like We used to call like the perfumes that would come out or in the early 2000s, like the Paris Hilton perfume or the Britney Spears perfume, we called them baby hooker perfumes. So that's what it reminded me of. It was that sweet over like a sweet smell but also stale cigarette smoke
0: and floral there was a bit of a floral soapy sad (laughs) scent it smelled like sadness
1: what hotel do you think smelled best
0: honestly there was such an assault on my olfactory organs that i i couldn't tell you everything smelled so weird the whole time everything had a hue of cigarettes like everything Or marijuana. Mm -hmm. Outside smelled like marijuana. Like there was no other (laughs) smells outside. Mm -hmm. But inside there was just cigarettes and sadness.
1: I don't agree with that. Because like some of the hotels were really fancy. Like we walked through the Palazzo and we walked through the Venetian. The Venetian was the one with the gondola rides inside.
0: The Venetian was probably, if not my most favorite one to just check out. Uh, It was one of the more fun days we had either way was walking through the Venetian. Yeah,
1: I thought that smelled like chocolate a little bit. So I liked that.
0: When we were walking by the bakeries and stuff, absolutely it did. If you look up, it looks like a nice evening in Italy.
1: It was kind of like a dusky.
0: It looked like dusk, yeah. And uh, they had basically a giant swimming pool in the middle of it, but it didn't look like one. It looked like the canals,
1: mm-hmm. and they had in Venice, yeah. They
0: had gondolas and stuff, and all of the it's walls were nice. Bake
1: Italian men singing very loudly.
0: Yes, that was rowing. Pretty cool. That was just overall a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. I liked that one. What was your favorite hotel?
1: I really liked the Venetian. We didn't really spend a lot of uh, the Paris hotel was okay. That Which was one was that one? The one that looked like the Eiffel Tower outside.
0: Oh yeah, yeah we, I got a big Eiffel Tower drink. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You did.
1: Yeah, it's probably a bad decision.
0: It is because now I don't know what to do with the damn cup.
1: <laughs> we'll make it into a vase. A <laughs> vase.
0: You need like a novelty straw to drink out of the novelty cups. That's the flaw some in of this Amazon. system. We're gonna have to figure it out because I'm I spent like thirty dollars on that drink I'm not getting rid of this giant Eiffel tower cup anyway so the Venetian
1: was your favorite you think yeah I, I it was just really nice inside it was really clean my favorite thing about the strip was how clean it was. Mm-hmm. It it just felt so nice even if you were outside. It it, it was nice. There's there's definitely a homeless population around.
0: Yeah, I was going to say um, it's really nice and clean for the homeless people who are sitting on the curbs just talking to themselves and growling. Right. And,
1: yeah, we we definitely saw a, a wider rate of people, but I I really enjoyed the strip. Yeah, I, I it liked, was it was an experience. <laughs> I,
0: the, honestly, my favorite parts were not on the strip. The Luxor wasn't on the strip, right? Yeah, it, it's Luxor's like Luxor's on the strip. The big pyramid one? mm mm-hmm. Mhm it was
1: on the other side
0: oh okay Mm -hmm. because that was that was probably my favorite hotel it was such a huge interior like enormous you look up the sides and there's like all of these balconies and there's just like 200 of them like it just goes up and up and up and you can see little people walking across them like ants and you're like holy shit that's so high up
1: i'm like still trying to figure out how they did that like
0: the elevators and stuff
1: yeah the elevators like how the rooms are shaped <laughs> just everything like I, I guess like at the ends of the rooms it's just slanted down yeah, like, it's
0: like a weird attic space right? <laughs> every room is it's a, a weird... crawl space
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um. but yeah it, it was it was a cool experience in there that's one of the older ones Um. we actually saw the front of it in casino when we were watching the very end mm-hmm. so that was pretty interesting
0: I think the most dated one is the one that I would want to stay in next, and mm-hmm. that was the Excalibur
1: because
0: mm-hmm. it's like D and D fantasy themed. Like, who would have thought there would be a D and D fantasy themed casino? And my girlfriend didn't book it. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Yeah,
1: I think the flamingo is actually cheaper than I. I looked at that one and I looked at Circus Circus. So
0: mm-hmm. did we even go into Circus Circus? We didn't. No. No, okay. I think
1: that one is on the other side.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. it sounds terrifying to be honest. Mm -hmm. Circus themed. (laughs) Clowns take you up to your room and stuff. Uh Uh-uh. No way. No thanks. So we'll save the the attractions we went to for the end. How about the food, though? Okay, so we were really bad at Vegas. (laughs) We were in bed by 9 o'clock every night except for the night before we left. But. We were awake at 7 a.m.?
1: We were awake at 7 a.m. And Maryland is three hours ahead. Well, Maryland and Pennsylvania are three hours ahead of Vegas. So So
0: sleeping till 7 felt like we were sleeping till 10. Yeah. So we were wide awake like oh this is so lovely.
1: You know what it's our vacation like judge us all you want but whatever Mm -hmm. I enjoyed myself.
0: That said if I'm getting up at 7 I'm drinking by 11 every day. (laughs) So
1: Pretty much happened. (laughs) Yeah that's how it
0: all went down but so the first place we went to that Lindsay really wanted to go to is this place called I Love Sugar. Yes. Explain that to them.
1: So i love sugar is on the link promenade um link promenade is where the ferris wheel is if anybody's familiar with that area it's the largest ferris wheel in the world right now mm-hmm. from what i understand it costs about 30 to 50 dollars a person to ride it um and they do like a happy hour thing apparently it's supposed to be pretty cool
0: actually uh, on that same note today someone who just went to vegas right before we did he uh he came up to me and he goes hey miles did you uh did you do the nonstop drinking Ferris wheel? And I was like, what? He's like $30. It's all you can drink. And you just go around for 45 minutes. I was like, Oh, that's neat. Anyway. So (laughs) now that I know it was unlimited alcohol, it was probably best. We didn't do that. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So I love sugar is near that.
1: Yeah. So I love sugar is, um, that, that promenade, um, is right between the promenade is between the flamingo and the link. So Um, there's all these cool shops, there's restaurants, there is an In-N-Out burger, which we talked about going to and never actually did. They have, like, an ice bar where, like, you put on a coat and you drink in the cold, which I didn't just do that here. Like, who would pay for that? When
0: it's 120 degrees outside, I'm sure it's quite the novelty. I
1: guess. I don't know. Anyway, I Love Sugar. So, I Love Sugar is a candy store. You go inside and you're overwhelmed with the amount of colors popping out at you. Um, there's candy everywhere, gummy candies and sweet tarts and just everything you can imagine. The whole bottom floor is just all like sugar candies. Um,
0: Willy Wonka's wet dream. And yeah. They had like um, marshmallow soda. Yeah, they had all different kinds of soda. Like oh, five pound gummy bears. Right. And, yeah, it was pretty wild. And they
1: had a bunch of different types of cotton candy. They mm. had um, like weird flavors of cotton candy, like maple sugar cotton candy. <laughs> they had one that's supposed to be Donald Trump's hair, which I found that amazing. That was pretty funny. Um, and then there's an upstairs so we go upstairs and there's a chocolate bar Uh, they sell all their chocolate products and they also have a fondue set there which looked really nice and off to the side in this like beaded off area there's a bar so you go into the bar (laughs) and holy shit it's, it's a round bar and they have screens up and they show the drinks that they sell and I think they had 10 drinks maybe I think they had 10 drinks, yeah. They come in these extra large martini glasses, and the drink is in the dry ice, so Mm -hmm. it's like smoking, and it's covered in candy. It's got candy all over it, and then it's alcohol inside of it, and... It was just awesome to see. It was really awesome to to see
0: all the different types of drinks. All the
1: different types of drinks and we actually got a drink. I can't remember which we one got.
0: We got Ziggummy bear.
1: Ziggummy bear, which it was covered it, it probably had 50 gummy bears on top of it.
0: He said that uh, that okay, so the structure of this glass is it's a big giant martini glass and they put dry ice on the bottom of it. And then they put this like weird plate with a hole in the middle on top of it. And then on that plate they put a literal pound of gummy bears and then they poured the drink in the middle of it so all of this steam comes rolling out over the gummy bears
1: it's overwhelmingly awesome and th- we have a video of it we so will post, we'll a video. post the video um it was a really cool experience to see it um if you want to take a guess of how much money it is i was thinking it probably would be about thirty dollars um, I think it ended up being like 35 40 something like that. Um, you
0: paid for it. I have no yeah, idea. I think it was
1: like 35 But it, it's big enough for more than one person. So some people were sharing it with like four others or like two others. We or...
0: were noshing on the gummies for the whole trip. Yeah, we were. They were delicious.
1: So that was that was a cool experience. Um, I'm glad that we tried it. I don't think I need to try it again. Maybe if I was with a big group. But um, it didn't taste very good.
0: It didn't taste very good. It was very female-oriented so i felt a little out of place the
1: The drinks the drink that we had was kind of tart um i talked to my coworker about it she had actually gone to vegas this summer and she told me she had the same experience like it was cool to try but her drink was really tart and she wasn't able to really drink a lot of it mm-hmm. So
0: and i accidentally knocked a poor girl over when i came out of the bathroom i felt so bad i still am thinking about the look of terror on her face because i was looking the other direction and i just like stepped out and i just ran clean into this hundred pound girl and she, like, she didn't scream, but she screamed with her eyes. Anyway, I still feel bad about it. Aww. I put my hands on her shoulders, like, are you okay? And she was, like, freaked out that I was touching her then. It was real bad. <laughs> Anywho. Um, okay, so I love sugar. That's the I love sugar story. Um, How about, ooh, one of the best places to go for breakfast is called Hash House A Go-Go.
1: Yes, that was really good.
0: The, like... I was portions. at the Link Hotel.
1: Um I, I'm a part of a bunch of Facebook groups, so I was like looking for places to go, like find the best of the best. And when I plan a trip, like this is like stuff that I like to do. Like I like to like hunt down like things to try or things to do. So everyone was talking about Hash House. Like even on Yelp. I went on Yelp and it's got crazy good reviews and
0: Man versus Food went there. Yeah.
1: Um Guy Fiari's been there and
0: Guy Fiari's been everywhere. <laughs> right,
1: there, right. But um, it, was a, it was really good food. It, it's like southern home style, I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember I got like chicken cheese hash. And it yeah, was you got super like a hash good. bowl. Yeah, they gave me like a skillet full of food. And I'm like, this is all for me. Right? Okay. And what did you get? French toast? I no. got
1: some sort of French toast dish. Um, it had banana on it
0: oh they cooked a banana right
1: it was caramelized banana on top oh of it oh my it was so good um but it was it was delicious we wanted to we actually tried to go back there but it was it was just packed it wasn't something we. yeah were
0: like to do. we went on valentine's day that was the worst idea <laughs> they were packed i'm sure you want to talk about flights
1: yeah so flights was a really cool restaurant that we went to
0: it's um, not just a way to describe a series of beers apparently there's an actual restaurant called flights
1: yeah so that was on miracle mile in planet hollywood and it's a new restaurant so they do everything in threes you go in and you pick a flight like um they had margaritas beers meals whatever you want and you get a flight of three and then they also do all their foods that way too so we went there and we were planning on getting a flight of food and a flight of drink and um so you can get food and drinks. Yeah, so you can get food and drinks there and it ended up being a flight was ten dollars each i think it was something like that which really isn't that bad because you're getting three drinks for the price of one. I got a flight of meals. We got a flight of margaritas. You got a flight of domestics.
0: I got two flights of beer.
1: Right. So that's 40.
0: Yes. And, and then, then I got little tiny cheeseburgers. And I
1: got French fries. So the French fries are really cool. they were, um, three different types of fries, three different types of sauces. Um, French fries are so good.
0: If you are a picky eater, though, don't get the burgers there because like, One of them was like a mushroom and onion burger. One of them was like a weird Southwest saucy burger. And the other one was just like a standard bacon cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. So like if you're a picky eater, definitely like read all the ingredients when you go to that place because it's not for picky eaters, I would say.
1: It was so good. And afterwards, I found a coupon for there. It was like two flights for $10. Was we trying to convince Miles to go back, but we didn't have time.
0: I mean, we I s- was feeling pretty good when we got there, and then we drank six drinks each. Right. So.
1: Yeah. We were there for what, three hours at least? At flights? Yeah.
0: I don't know about three hours. Yeah. That's a long time. It was time at least two hours we were there. Okay. Well, I remember that the waiter was coked up and he, he was a little annoyed that we, we sat there so long, they gave us glasses of champagne.
1: Right. Yeah. I think he did that because he was, you know, doing other things while they're supposed to be waiting on us so.
0: i mean maybe i watched him give champagne to everybody <laughs> but still we uh we definitely sat there long enough to get champagne
1: and there's this like airport vibe to it like everyone's got a uniform on and then they got pictures of planes and if you stuff. look up
0: there's an airplane over top there's of you. an
1: airplane inside and miracle <laughs> mile is pretty much a mile uh, like a mall mm-hmm. so that was cool um i got some Vegas knickknacks to take home too while I was there.
0: So that was Flights. Flights was pretty cool. That was your favorite restaurant, right?
1: Yeah, I really like that. I really like the sushi place we went to, too. I
0: don't know why you liked that place so much. It was like unlimited sushi, but they, the pressure was on because you had to eat it all within like an hour.
1: Okay. So it was definitely not an hour. How long was 90 it? 90 minutes. 90
0: minutes. Okay. Yes. But the dude, as soon as he told us, okay, you're on a timer. What do you want? what else, what else, what else? And it was like, Jesus.
1: I so the on. waiter overwhelmed Miles. It, yeah. was, it was too much for him. And the good thing about this all-you-can-eat sushi place, which we we're so excited to go to, was you didn't have to purchase the whole roll. You could do half rolls. Mm-hmm. So we tried a bunch of half rolls and... Um, we were able to eat everything we got, so.
0: Yeah, if you didn't eat it, you paid full price for it. Right. So, if you didn't like what you got, that sucks for you. So, I ended up eating something with, like, sriracha on them and stuff.
1: It was, um, like, two or three rolls left, though, by the end, so.
0: Yeah, well, we we didn't leave anything to pay for, that's right. for sure. We slammed them.
1: And I'm pretty sure it ended up being, like, $25 a person. Yeah, so. it wasn't too bad there. All you can eat sushi for $25 a person yeah. is amazing. That
0: was pretty rad. You amazing. had to go off the strip to get that, though. Yeah, on the strip, you're spending a little like,
1: sketchy place. It was pretty yeah. sketchy,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the skip on the strip and you had to buy sushi, it would have been like twenty dollars a roll. Oh yeah. So definitely worth. It was called Gorilla Sushi. Mm-hmm. If you really like sushi, that's the place to go. My favorite establishment was called Sin City Brewing Company. I thoroughly enjoyed that place. We found it while we were in the Venetian, and I just really wanted a beer. It was eleven o'clock, so it was obviously beer time, and. Um, i was like i want to try something here and i sat down and they went what do you have and i was like uh that one and they gave it to me and i liked that beer so much that the other times that we went there i just got that same beer i didn't even try the other ones it was the sin city brewing company double ipa it's fantastic and uh later when we stopped at a different one it was a buy a t-shirt get a free beer deal so now i have a t-shirt and I drank a beer, and it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so Sin City Brewing Company has uh, three stops on the Strip. I think one was at Hera's, one was at the Venetian, and I can't remember where the other one was. Well, By we hit... the McDonald's. Okay, so we hit two out of three, which is pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I was really into it. Yeah. We... What attractions did we go see? Why don't we start with the traditional one, and then we'll end with the uh, less traditional one that we went to? The Blue Man Group. <laughs> 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 so we saw the Blue Man Group, and that was an experience.
1: That was an experience. Um, so uh, we went to the 930 show, and we went to the Luxor for it, which we'd never been to that hotel. We ended up taking an Uber over there. And um, we get inside... The hotel's awesome. It's uh, a giant pyramid, and there's just a bunch of empty space above you, and then you realize that, like, the sides of the pyramid, there's people walking around, and you're like, wow, okay.
0: We um, talked about that a little bit right? earlier.
1: Yeah, we already did talk about that.
0: So that was when we went into that hotel. Right. Casino thing.
1: So you go into the Blooming Group, and they tell you that they – that well, they asked that you refrain from flash photography. And while you're in there – you notice that the signal on your phone doesn't work. So yeah, they, they it's disabled a fishy, everybody's phones, in my opinion. Hmm. But I guess the blue men have to be the blue men and keep their secrecy from the rest of the world.
0: <laughs> I mean, they put some pressure on you too. Though, like, they literally like, crawled over people's chairs looking for volunteers, and I don't think you had a choice to volunteer because they did weird things like spit mashed up marshmallows in people's hands and stuff. so it was a really great show i don't want to spoil all the goodies about it but if you go to vegas you must see the blue man group i'm not the kind of person who's like oh you have to do something blue man group was totally 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 worth it i used to have a dvd of them and seeing them in person is a way different experience
1: i i agree with you it was an experience i'm glad that i went and saw them i don't think i need to see them again I'm glad that I got to see him, but didn't you specific like didn't you say that it was pretty much exactly like the DVD?
0: In a way, yes, but being there is a different experience because okay. the floor is shaking and they're shooting you in the <laughs> face with toilet paper and it's it's an experience. There's like a laser show at the end that's definitely not on the DVD. So, it was it was a good time. Like,
1: I'm not saying I didn't have a good time. It was it was cool. It was very interesting. An
0: extra sensory experience. Yes.
1: And it's one that you can take your kids to or you can do it with like anybody.
0: There's tons of little kids there, but yeah. we had a great time and we're 30, so it was a good time. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about the other thing that we did.
1: Oh, so the other thing that we did was Zach Bagan's ghost tour. Uh, Haunted
0: museum. Haunted
1: museum. Yeah. So Zach Bagan is the guy that is like the lead person on um, ghost, ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures. Yeah. And he talks really monotone and he has the big black square glasses <laughs> and he tells you that the
0: there's s- a ghost in the room. The spirits of the damned the s- have come to possess the children in the room. So I took the stairway of their house and put it in my museum.
1: But will it be an end? <laughs> yeah. So we get to the museum interesting museum it's it, you get there and it's like pretty much like a house
0: it's a mansion it's just it, like a, it, it, like a, like like a one-story mansion yes um i guess it's two stories isn't it
1: yeah so we got tickets off groupon um we didn't get a discount or anything and it ended up being like 35 a person
0: 44 a person okay why do i remember these numbers i'm so bad with numbers but i, I remember know. all the Vegas numbers
1: so again we get in there and they're like you cannot use your phone you cannot use your phone and we're like okay whatever and so, like, the tour starts and they ask us, again, like, not to use our phones. And the tour itself was really interesting. It was an hour and a half long. It smelled kind of weird in there. And... There's a lot of
0: bad smelling rooms. Yeah. It... But they also had, like... And it was hot. It was hot. But they had, like, human skin that was tanned on the walls and stuff. So, I'm, it's not going to smell good. Right.
1: Some of it was a lot. Other parts of it were kind of a little hokey, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, there, There's, like a jump scare section that I would have been a hundred percent okay if they didn't put that nonsense in there. Like the actual museum and learning about the artifacts and stuff, super interesting. But then they have like a spot where they have people in clown costumes jump out of you. That was super dumb.
1: Yeah. My actually, my, my biggest issue with the museum, and I was telling my coworker about this, was the fact that they have stuff from Jack Kevorkian, who um, was the guy that did assisted suicide, and not to get too controversial, but the way that they talked about him, they talked about him like he was a serious serial killer, and I don't know if he's necessarily on the same league as Ed Gein.
0: No, he, he supposedly only killed one person himself because the guy couldn't push the suicide right. button.
1: So I don't I don't want to get specifically controversial or anything, but like treating him like like he's a super bad guy i just i don't i don't know but some of the some of the videos that they showed they showed like people like passing out and like orbs and stuff like that and it was just a little silly
0: they had cameras in every angle of every room so if you pulled out your phone they called your tour guide and gave you hell right
1: so a girl actually did that she was in the back and she pulled out her phone because it it vibrated and the next thing we know, like the tour guide is like touching his ear and he's like, Excuse me, ma'am, please put your phone away.
0: Yeah. They're serious about it in there.
1: Yeah. So after that, I was like, like looking everywhere, like for cameras, like, what, where, where is everyone?
0: And like, you can tell they watch that footage all day oh, because yeah. they're like, Did you see in this old footage we have, there's an orb that goes by? And you're like, That's a lightning bug, bro. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think they actually have lightning bugs out there, but.
1: We went and saw this doll um the one with like the sounds
0: they put on um it's a
1: like live broadcast
0: no it's a a communication box so the way that it works is it just scrolls through radio signals and supposedly you can hear ghosts talk through it Mm -hmm. or whatever and they had a whole room with a bunch of doll heads that were spinning around, and it was like, mm, okay. And then they had one in a big glass box with that machine going, and then they just lock you in the room with it. Right. Did, did that one freak you out, or did you think that was dumb?
1: Um, it, it freaked me out a little bit enough that I was talking to the doll because they were telling us to talk to the doll. You so. were the
0: only one brave enough to talk to like, the doll. I was like,
1: hey, Sally. How's your day going?
0: (laughs) I don't remember what the doll's name was. The creepiest room in the whole place was he had a closet that was, I don't know, maybe five feet wide that was just filled with haunted dolls. And that was the only room, like, okay, I guess we got to put this out there. I'm not, like, super into the supernatural stuff. Neither of us are, which Mm -hmm. is why it was kind of a weird choice for us.
1: But we love haunted stuff. But
0: we love haunted stuff. Yeah, especially
1: Halloween. We love, like, horror movies and doing, like, haunted walks and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we're not, like, ghost hunters, but that was the only room where I was, like, this room feels different. Yeah. Like the energy of that room was weird as the only room that I actually legitimately was like, I'm not going to be in this room anymore. Thank you. I wasn't even freaked out by the appearance of the dolls. It just felt
1: bad in there. Right. Oh, so one thing that is cool about the museum is Zach Bagan actually owns the Dibbit box. Dibbit box. Yes. Dun, dun, so dun. I can't remember what movie that was. That the, they They did a horror movie about like a haunted box a couple years ago. Do you remember? No. Okay. God, I can't remember he was in it. I'll have to look it up. But apparently, Post Malone, <laughs> being Post Malone, was on Ghost Hunters um, last year. I think it was last year. Yeah. And he had the bright idea to touch the debit box. And after he touched the debit box, all of these horrible things started happening to him. His plane broke.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He got hit because he didn't pay enough
1: taxes. Yes, all of these random things happened to Post Malone.
0: They were all, like, super normal things to happen to a celebrity, and they were making it seem like, this box cursed him.
1: Yeah,
0: and But apparently
1: the, there are articles about it, so you should check those out.
0: So, Dybbuk apparently is the the Yiddish word for demon or whatever. So, and they had, like, a salt circle around it, and someone clearly ran their finger through it, and they're like, look, the box is trying to fight its way through the salt. It's like... Are you sure you didn't just lick your finger and put it on the edge of your your martini glass or whatever? Martini's not the word.
1: I feel like we're going to end up getting a cease and desist from Zach Bagan because we're, like, ragging on his museum. I fucking
0: loved it, though. It was 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 such a good time. The only part I really hated was this stupid clown bit that he did. (laughs)
1: I was terrified. I was I was behind Miles when this clown popped out, and I think I screamed, but I definitely pinched him really
0: hard. You screamed, and then you picked me up and used me as a human shield <laughs> as you charged through Clown Zone at breakneck speeds. And uh, that's basically what happened. She didn't actually pick me up. Yeah, it was a good time.
1: The museum is also off strip, so we had to take an Uber to get there. We did so many Uber rides um
0: we had a menagerie of uber drivers we had one of every every yeah. stereotype
1: yeah i just got i just got a bill from uber and it was like all these rides and i was like holy shit how much was it i can't remember what we'll have to go through it though
0: it's at least 150 dollars. it has to be
1: yeah it's the luck i'm not sure we took we a had, lot of uber rides
0: we had stern russian men we had
1: uh <laughs> angry asian woman there was a very angry asian woman she was like really mean and then i like tried to apologize to her and she kept going on about it and at that point i was ready just to be like bye
0: we got into her car and she's lucky i gave her four stars you gave her four stars i
1: did i was afraid of her by the end of
0: the (laughs) she we got into her car in an offloading zone instead of an onloading zone and she freaked out she was like i could get in trouble anyway um Yeah,
1: she she was pretty angry. She was We also had some really nice people. The guy that picked us up from Gorilla Sushi is like, yeah, I know the owner. Like, they're really cool people, blah, blah, blah. We had another guy that worked as a tour guide and was telling us all about the strip. Um,
0: He was a one-upper, though everything I said about how much fun we were having he's like you think that's fun this is what's really fun you don't know anything about fun yeah it's like whoa
1: I have a girl that I work with that does that same thing it just makes me laugh like I'm just like I should just listen to her talk because I don't even have a chance here
0: it was like what did I say I was like yeah we were on the strip and I mean we did a lot while we were there he's like you think you've done a lot do you (laughs) it's like come on man you don't can't you just be like oh good for you right
1: one place that I really wanted to go to that we didn't have a chance to go to was um, the Neon Museum. That um, they take all of the signs from the old casinos and they um, collect them. And it's pretty much just a museum of all these signs. And if you go at dusk, it's supposed to be really neat. Hmm. So, And right now, uh, Tim Burton is doing an exhibit there. So I'm sure that would have been really cool.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: So the reason I say that is because uh, the Stardust sign there. What? The Stardust sign. Stardust is uh, one of the original, well, not one of the originals, but one of the bigger casinos in Las Vegas. Hmm. And actually, the movie that we watched, Casino, is based off of the guy that ran the Stardust among some of the other hotels. In the movie, it's Tangiers, but in real life, it was the Stardust.
0: Well, I mean, that brings us up to a pretty good transition. Uh, So that was the recap of our stay in the city that is built on blood, drugs, and taking advantage of people. But we had a really good time. So we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come back and talk about the movie Casino. Casino. Hey guys, I just want to take a minute to thank you all for listening and uh, talk to you a little bit about how to reach me. This is where I would be putting ad spots, but nobody's willing to pay me just yet. So I just want you all to know, I would love it if you would like and rate and subscribe to this podcast. I would love it if you did that. Give me some five stars, help me move up in the rankings. With every episode of this I do, I feel like I'm getting a little bit better at it. I am not amazing yet, but I'm really hoping that I can keep providing the best quality product I can manage. So uh, if you are interested in joining the discussion, you can definitely find us on Facebook. The uh, We have a page, the Disc Dump Podcast, which is okay. I appreciate that if you follow that. But more importantly, it would be great if you would uh, engage in our group, The Disc Dump Podcast, fans on Facebook. You can find lots of great discussions and you can find teasers for the next upcoming episodes. You can find direct links to my guests' pages. There's a lot of good stuff going on on there. If you engage anybody, start conversations on that page, you might get a shout out from me. For instance, uh, William Estel. Thank you so much for listening and participating. You were Pretty excited about this episode, so I'm hoping you listened to it. If you didn't, I'm just talking to myself then. But I also want to thank Kristen McKissick. I think that's how you say your name. You have been my Facebook friend for a long time. I don't think we ever met, which is fine, whatever. That's cool. You are super supportive of my craft, so I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. You can also find me on Twitter, at DiscDump. That would be a good way to see new episodes as they get uploaded directly to that page. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, the Disc Dump Podcast, I believe, is what that page is. And you definitely should shoot me an email if you're trying to reach out to me. That's the best way to get a hold of me. You can find me at discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C, D-U-M-P, P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget the little p pee in there. It's important. Uh, I also want to thank memoria the band memoria for the use of our theme song demeter off of their ep daughter of the seasons it's a fantastic song fantastic album i highly recommend you all check it out i also want to thank the fat rat for the use of his song unity uh that's pretty great music also that is extremely meaningful to me in my life. I am now using it for the outro and for our uh, ad introductions and stuff like that, so I want to reach out and tell them I appreciate them very much. Uh, Without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy our discussion on the movie Casino. And we're back. Mm -mm. One more thing that we didn't mention about our trip. We didn't gamble until we were in the airport leaving.
1: And guess who won money?
0: You spent ten dollars and won nine dollars. No,
1: that's not true. I spent three dollars and won ten dollars. Okay, it was nine twenty-eight, but it was close enough to ten.
0: And then what happened to the money?
1: And then I gave it to you?
0: And then what happened to it?
1: Um, we gave uh, it it back to the airport. I I was a little under the weather Mm -hmm. and we went to, um, like the, the, the food place at the airport and we ended up spending like $32 in snacks.
0: Oh yeah, we did do that, didn't we? We did.
1: I got earrings though and they're really cute. Yeah. (laughs) That's my Vegas gift.
0: That was your Vegas gift to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so we watched Martin Scorsese's movie, Casino. Casino. Uh, this was your first time through that movie, wasn't it?
1: It was. I am a fan of Martin Scorsese. I like his films. I love Robert De Niro. I think he's the best. I I think Scorsese is a great director. I don't... I think... I've seen a few of his films. I haven't seen all of them. I enjoy
0: every one of his movies that I watch. Mm -hmm. The problem with his movies is he can't make a short fucking movie.
1: He really can't.
0: I'm so irritated about it. They all follow the same damn formula. Okay, so it's like the first hour is just success isn't everything great and then the middle is like oh no complications for a whole hour and then at the end it's like everything falls apart for a whole hour does every movie need to be three hours long martin i can only
1: think of one other martin scorsese film that is exactly like that
0: and what's that one
1: the wolf of wall street
0: Uh uh-huh that's Mm -hmm. one of them there's also like the departed
1: i mean that that isn't the same story
0: it's pretty much the same. It's just the other side of it. It's all about mobsters. and.
1: I uh, got an alert on my phone that Shutter Island is 10 years old. Wow. I guess that's right. So Scorsese did that.
0: Did Scorsese do Goodfellas? Yeah, he did. Yes. Good I Goodfellas is the same damn movie yeah, that we right. just watched, except I think it came out.
1: You know, it's really funny. As a critic actually said that. Like, this is a good movie, but it's total Scorsese, like up and down.
0: It's the same okay. damn movie. It, even down to like... Uh, I'm the worst with names right now. Yeah, My she... brain has just given up on me. Joe Pesci. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joe Pesci plays the same freaking guy, basically. Anyway, so speaking of Joe Pesci, I would argue that he's the best part of the movie.
1: Joe Pesci was really good in the movie. He's um, real murdery. I also really like Sharon Stone in the movie.
0: Sharon Stone was fantastic. Yeah. She, I forgot that, like, two-thirds of that movie are Sharon Stone just falling apart. Yeah. She's just having the worst time, but... I would argue that this movie was kind of a comedy, though. Even though it was a mobster movie and it was extremely violent, I would say that it was kind of a comedy. Like,
1: I don't know if it was supposed to be. That's my only thing. I definitely think there was some comedy to it, but...
0: All the time that the FBI was chasing Joe Pesci's character and, like, they he followed him. He was fucking him. with him so bad. He was with him so bad. That was all hilarious. Yeah. And, like, whenever... I
1: like the part where he, like, ended up putting his hand over his mouth so they, like, Because <laughs> apparently at some point they had... They... They hired the lip readers. Yeah. So, I'm so sorry he, I didn't mean to cut you
0: off. No, it's okay. Like that was one of the funny parts of the movie when he's golfing for so long that they were like watching him from an airplane and they had to land the airplane on the golf course because they ran out of gas. Yeah, And then they took
1: off right after. It was
0: they, funny. They ran away. And then Joe Pesci goes, whoever can hit it with, hit the plane with a golf ball gets a hundred dollars. And they all start like feverishly swinging. There's definitely funny parts of the movie. It's just, if it is a comedy, it's on dark dark comedy yes the camera work reminded me a lot of wes anderson's style because it's like very abrupt and to the point like there is no if you want to look they want you to look at something It just zooms in right there bam there it is
1: less artistic but yes
0: yeah so i felt like that added comedic element to it because instead of just direct shots that don't move it's like you walk into a room and then your focus changes to the part of the room that you're supposed to be looking at Mm -hmm. like i feel like that adds a comedic element to it also and then there's the part where the white haired guy just like all this, this whole movie, Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro breaking the fourth wall. Right. And then out of nowhere, Joe Pesci's henchman breaks the fourth wall. And that just, that got me. That was the first thing we saw in our final viewing of tonight was, uh, I think his name was Frankie. No, Frankie was his brother, the white haired guy. He was sitting with the Don of the mafia and he goes, is there a problem with Nikki? And that would be Joe Pesci's character. And it just like cuts into oh, his him. brother.
1: It, yeah, was his that brother. his brother? Yeah.
0: That wasn't his brother. It yeah. was the guy who, spoiler alert, he's the guy who kills him at the end with the baseball it's bat. True. Yeah,
1: I don't it, it was like one of his top henchmen, though. It was yeah.
0: like his right-hand man. He, like, breaks the fourth wall, and he's like, I knew if I told him the truth, everybody would die. He goes, no.
1: <laughs> and I would die, too.
0: Yeah, that yeah. was funny. I thought that was hilarious.
1: I I feel like I learned a lot about the casino system. When yeah, I was
0: it was a, a pretty cool, like, look behind the curtain. Mm-hmm.
1: So, apparently, the money room thing is very true. Well, it was during that time period. Now, it's probably, like, just all electronic. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't... I'm sure they have a money room, but it's probably computers counting everything. It's not a thing anymore. And when they made the movie, they were filming at one of the hotels, and they literally told the film that you cannot go in that room. We will not let you film in that room. So, they had to, like, recreate the room. That's why. Yeah, on stage, because, like, they didn't want anybody knowing... Like, anything about that room, like how to get in anywhere. So
0: That's actually super crazy. I didn't know that. You have done a little more research than me at this point. I'm sure in the brief history part, you will have heard some more things than I currently know about this movie. (laughs) But I haven't done my research yet.
1: So I was trying to think of any other character or any other actress that could have pulled off the role of Ginger. Yeah?
0: Can you think of anybody? You can't think of anyone?
1: I, I have some ideas.
0: I didn't really think about it till right now, but just off the top of my dome, who could pull off a crazy drug addict lady?
1: Back in 95.
0: Oh, does it have to be in 95? Because yeah. most of the people I'm thinking of would have been six years old. Yeah,
1: I think in 95.
0: In 95. Oh, yeah. uh Tilda Swinton? I don't know. She
1: wasn't around in 95. The woman is like 60 years old. What are you she's, talking she's about? She's not acting in 95.
0: I bet you you're wrong. Well, she was she, in the
1: beach. She with... wasn't like a famous actor in 95 because her first movie, her first popular movie was um, The Line, The Witch in the Wardrobe. She played the witch.
0: She was in the movie uh, The Beach in the year 2000, okay. which came out five years before that. Okay. Uh, in 1992, she was in a popular movie. So I'm right. What are you talking about? You're right. She was definitely in shit in, in 1995.
1: So my thoughts were Goldie Hawn. And I also was thinking, perhaps, what's her name? Michelle Pfeiffer. But I think she was already in another Scorsese movie.
0: Yeah, I'd be surprised if Michelle Pfeiffer wasn't given a call at some point for that role.
1: And you know, I think I read something. Wait, here we go. Nicole Kidman, Melanie Griffith, Renee Russo, Cameron Diaz, Uma Thurman, and Michelle Pfeiffer, as well as Tracy Lords and Madonna were considered for the role.
0: Oh, Madonna would have killed it. Maybe. She's not a good actress, but she would have definitely played the part. I'm
1: pretty sure Madonna's won an Oscar.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, for Vita.
0: I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it came
1: out in the 90s.
0: All I know from is uh, 007, Die Another Day, when she walks by and she goes, I don't like cock fights. And then James Bond fights a dude with a sword. Oh. (laughs) You have no idea what I'm talking about. Sorry. It's uh, the one where it's... it's... Anyway, it's 007. maybe? (laughs) somebody's gonna laugh at that too somebody knows exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> it's just not you
1: sorry about it that's
0: okay um
1: don rickles was in the movie don
0: rickles yeah, yeah. he was like a total pushover bum which is not a typical don rickles role
1: was he the gangster or was he um al pacino or not al pacino um
0: robert de niro's right hand man yeah he was like the connection with the mafia and the actual, like, straights of the casino. He was, like, the bridge between Right, them. right. Don Rickles is great, but there's a couple points where Joe Pesci punches him for no reason. I was like,
1: leave Don Rickles Yeah, he's alone. Just this old guy. He's just an old guy. racist bastard. <laughs> is he racist?
0: His whole act was just, like, him calling people racial slurs. Like, oh he just would go out into the audience and call everybody racial slurs and, like, be very rude to them, and that was his whole thing, is he would roast everybody.
1: Jeez. What am I you thinking he was of him
0: from? He was in all kinds of movies. He Yeah, was, I I
1: his, remember.
0: His best friend was Johnny Carson.
1: Mm-hmm. He was in Toy Story.
0: Yeah, he plays the pig.
1: Right, right. I was thinking of um the guy from the Incredible Mr. Limpet. That yeah,
0: could have been. That's about the right era.
1: I see. That's Don Knott's. That's who I'm Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> Knott's and Rickles, you this, know. This
0: is a different Don. <laughs> So Robert De Niro's outfits are so swanky in this movie. I knew you'd love them. I loved the, the, the opening scene. He walks out wearing pink on pink on pink. And it's like, what? I thought it
1: was orange. It was pink. It was pink. Oh. He
0: had a pink tie and a shirt that were the exact same hue of pink. And then he had a blazer on top that was <laughs> a slightly more pink, hot yeah. pink. Um, would you still love me if I wore like a red suit with a black shirt and a black tie?
1: I thought he looked really good in that.
0: You liked that yeah, one? I thought, I thought so, too. I was like, ooh, he's the devil.
1: I was trying to figure out how old he was when this movie came out.
0: Uh, he was probably, like, almost 40, maybe.
1: So I was trying to... Th- I, I was thinking 40s, but I think he's actually older. I think he's probably he's, 50.
0: He's older than he looks.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's something to definitely look up.
0: Robert De Niro was but born
1: Apparently, in... Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese and... Joe Pesci have been in seven movies together at this point? Or they've done seven movies together?
0: That sounds about right. Yeah. He was the... 52 during this movie.
1: Okay, so it was it was pretty close. Holy shit. Yeah. So, of course, Robert De Niro, Scorsese, and Pesci... Just did the Irishman, which just came out on on yeah. ne- and Netflix. Well, it didn't just come out
0: within three months. Right,
1: right. I
0: really want to see it, but it's three fucking
1: hours long. I it's like closer to four. I'm so goddamn sick
0: of Martin Scorsese shit. <laughs> Why? Why, Why does do we it need four long? hours? We, give me a ninety minute movie. Yeah. Beginning, middle, and three acts. We're good. No, it has to be some epic. Everybody's cursing and punching each other. Mm. Right. Anyway so um yeah that would we should definitely uh maybe our follow-up for this i don't maybe i don't want to really box you into being just the mafia movie gal yeah please please don't but maybe i maybe don't we'll, in a box maybe when we have a patreon we'll do an episode on the irishman since it's not a movie that is sold on dvd
1: if you can get me to sit down for three hours and watch a movie
0: well, we did it for this one, didn't we?
1: No, we did it in three sittings.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I can't watch one of these movies all in one <laughs> shot, but it's a good I like I have a pretty good eye for where each major segment of a Scorsese movie ends.
1: I also want to note that this is like the third attempt that Miles and I have had at doing a podcast. It's our second actual podcast that we've recorded together. I I'm not going to say what the movies are. I don't want to give them this away. But
0: we got one in the archive that yeah, worked out.
1: But it's not very good.
0: It's not that it's not good. It's just we were super done with podcasting by the end. We were just like, okay, we're done. And we just shut it off. That was the problem with it. Anyway, you'll still probably hear it someday when I have the flu or something and I don't feel like making a new podcast. Man flu, yes. Man flu, manbola. I want to say speaking of outfits, but we aren't still talking about outfits, but I'm gonna bring them up again anyway. Sharon Stone's outfits were wild.
1: they were very wild, they were like a
0: new wave music
1: video, yeah, that last outfit that she died in it looked like wallpaper.
0: Yes, it did. So. I liked the the outfit right before she died, where it was just the gold, gold leather.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Some of the times when she's in the nightclubs, though, she looks pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, well, her intro scene where she was hustling everybody at the uh, the craps table, and she's just throwing the chips up in the air, and she's just making a scene. Like I was like, she is a badass female. Like that is awesome.
0: This movie, if anything, is like a cautionary tale to badass females not to get tied down by <laughs> the shitty man. Because she was... Don't make
1: deals with men.
0: She was, like, so good and totally fine. And then he came along and convinced her that she was going to make more money with him.
1: You know what? We do say that. But she was very, very much tied down to that Lester guy. Well, that was her only emotional connection.
0: She didn't even have an emotional connection. Like, she didn't even have a connection with her own daughter. I don't know why she was dragging her around everywhere because she definitely didn't give a shit about her
1: daughter. Yeah, that was weird. That whole thing with her daughter was weird. But, yeah, so James Woods plays this guy named Lester in the movie. And apparently his character and Sharon Stone's character, they have a history. Mm. They've been together for a long time. And
0: he's just using her for money. Right. And she actually likes him.
1: Yeah, she's, like, obsessed with him. They, They have this scene where, like, She's getting married to Robert De Niro's character, and, like, everyone's so happy, and she's just in the other room, like, crying her eyes out, like, talking to him and, like, saying goodbye to him. Um,
0: meanwhile, he has a hooker, and he's doing cocaine with her eyes yeah. on the phone. And,
1: and he just looks kind of gross, and, like, he's not Robert De Niro. Like, ooh. He's not Robert De Niro. Yeah.
0: But that's, that's like, the Women start... can
1: pick winners sometimes.
0: Yeah. Let's, tell me about it. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, the real beginning of her decline as a character comes when Robert De Niro beats the shit out of Lester. Well, he doesn't. He has all his goons do it to teach her a lesson, and that's like that's when shit hits the fan for Sharon Stone's character.
1: Right. I mean, they do reconcile after that, but...
0: That's when she starts, like, stealing his pain medication and shit, though. Like, she she goes off the deep end pretty hard pretty fast. She does. But, like, any other movie, her lowest point would have been, like, that day, where she took all of his pain medication and she's just laying in bed or whatever. This movie just, she spiraled for so long
1: she really did
0: like most movies wouldn't have got been so bold as to go as far on a someone's downward spiral like a woman especially you don't see shit like that in movies very often
1: i just didn't understand it too like he didn't need her around for a while like i knew he was keeping her around because she was arm candy but after that like she got to a point where she was just gross like she you know she's just Mm -hmm. drunk all the time she's just a mess and he still kept her around like i understand he loved her but like it was like he was also like caring and worrying about his kid but he knew like she was a serious junkie and like kept her in his house and kept her around the kid i just felt like robert de niro's character like should have like stepped up more and should have been like rehab you go you know or like something
0: with the exception of his relationship with her That dude was totally rational. He had, like, no character flaws except for being part of the mafia and having to deal with his wife and not letting her go.
1: He was probably the most stable character in the movie.
0: He's the most stable character in any Martin Scorsese movie (laughs) ever.
1: I mean, he did. No, that's not true because he did get a big head. Remember, he got a big head and he ended up having his...
0: TV show. Aces
1: aces high or whatever. Yeah. Something like that.
0: He made a TV show starring himself so that he could still be present in a casino because he, like, lost his license or whatever.
1: Yeah. But can we go back to Pesci?
0: (laughs) Can we go back to Pesci? (laughs) Of course we can.
1: So, I've only seen a couple movies with Joe Pesci in them, and I can't really think of what the last one was, but he is an awesome actor. He just, like, steals the show when he's on screen. Mm Mm-hmm. And... His character ran Vegas. Like, he just.
0: He just he, went in and started busting heads yeah. and everyone just he fell just, in line. He took over. Like, he just mm-hmm. took
1: over. It was awesome.
0: Uh, here's a little known fact he survives the end of that movie and he becomes uh, one of the wet bandits and then he gets beaten up by uh, Macaulay Culkin that for is, two minutes. That movie. is not true. It's the same character. But that's Joe Pesci, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just Joe Pesci.
1: <laughs> that is probably the, other, the only other movie I've seen him in.
0: Man, you've got a lot of mobster movies to watch. I gotta
1: look him up. I gotta figure out what else I've seen Joe Pesci in. Joe
0: Pesci's in a bunch of shit, but he got super sick of being famous right around casino time. And the first movie he's been in basically since that movie is The Irishman. There might have been one or two in between, but... He he left acting because he a, was filthy stinking rich.
1: Right, he didn't have to act.
0: But he also just like got sick of being famous. Apparently, he looks totally different now.
1: Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else I've I've really seen him in. Home Alone for sure. I don't know. I, I'd have to think about it.
0: I've heard some pretty neat stories about him recently from other podcasts about how he like supposedly he had no acting training at all.
1: Yeah, did you know how he became famous?
0: Uh, did, did wasn't he like a waiter or something?
1: So he was a waiter. He was in a singing group with um, Frankie Avalon. Frankie Avalon was also in the movie, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, and they did that Broadway show about them. Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys he's is about in Jersey them. Boys? Yeah, so he was actually a character in Jersey Boys. And that's how he became famous. He was with them. He was like their promoter. Mm. And then he went on to start acting, too. Um, so he's got a small... in In the play, there's a character... That is supposed to be Joe Pesci. So yeah, it was Frankie Avalon in the Four Seasons. You ever hmm. heard of them?
0: I mean, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I would, if you put a gun to my head, I wouldn't name a single song.
1: So Frankie Avalon's been around since the 60s? Since the 60s, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's he's definitely got a history.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. I heard that like on the set of, I think it was Home Alone, they started filming at 9 a.m., which is super late for most films and Joe Pesci was like that's really early I'm gonna come to set at 10 and someone some like uh, production assistant was sent to come get him and he like grabbed the production assistant by the hair or something and dragged him over to the director and he said this guy's telling me I have to be here at 9 but I'm going to be at, here at 10 is that okay and they're like yeah he's like thank <laughs> you and he just like threw through the pa you don't
1: <laughs> you don't mess with pesh
0: yeah i don't know what don't kind of a guy with he pesh. is but <laughs> there's a lot of stories like that where he just like didn't break character and he just fucked people up if yeah. he felt the need
1: <laughs> so what did you think of the ending of the film
0: okay so, there's obviously two main characters in this movie, and there's two distinct endings. Well, I guess three if you count uh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone's ending was really abrupt. She just They just made her overdose, and she died.
1: But we knew that was coming.
0: We knew it was coming, but the scene is just she like wanders against a wall and falls over, and she's Our dead. Her death scene
1: sucked. Yeah. Uh,
0: Joe Pesci's is one of the most iconic moments in film, because you know he's going to get his at the end of the movie, and Martin Scorsese does not flinch. He just, like tortures him to death with baseball bats he makes him watch his own brother right die that, yeah
1: that was the worst part is he he has his brother being you know the the chicken kicked out of them right in front of him For it seemed like a good 10 minutes that was going on before
0: they killed they him with threw him in a bats. hole yeah. yeah and then they beat him but didn't kill him and then they buried him alive yeah that's one of the most iconic crazy moments in film it was bizarre and and intense. apparently
1: that scene is based on what really happened to the character that Joe Pesci's character is based off of
0: sounds about right yeah
1: so i was thinking if they were to do this movie in modern day sharon stone would have died with like a needle in her arm that would have been like the modern day ending
0: you know you're probably right yeah yeah
1: and it would have been so much more gruesome i think
0: i think so too they would the the look at drugs wouldn't have been as glamorous yeah but joe pesci's death would be exactly the same
1: I think they could have made it more gruesome.
0: I mean, yeah, it was pretty rough. Like the mannequin at the end was pretty clearly a mannequin that they like designed to breathe out the dirt. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. But what the reason that I don't want haven't watched this movie a hundred times, I've only watched it like three times, besides the fact that it's three fucking hours long, is the ending of Robert De Niro's character is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> he just survives being bombed.
1: Yes. He's just fine. Metal literally saved his ass.
0: He's, there's a, a metal plate under my chair and that's what saved my life. Yeah. One second before that you said the bomb was on the other side of the car. So how does a metal plate under your ass save you from an explosion coming from your right side? That's a
1: very good question. Doesn't
0: make no goddamn sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, that it pissed me off so bad when the first time I watched it, I was like, really? I was
1: I was survive that they had that I, uh, I was surprised they had him survive. In my opinion, that's not a gangster ending.
0: No. Yeah. But this movie, I think, was Martin Scorsese's attempt to not make the same movie over and over. Right. He wanted to change the ending a little bit, mm-hmm. even though all the other ones have the same
1: fucking ending. Oh, the most gruesome part of the movie. Do you want to explain the scene?
0: I When I think of this movie, I think of three things, right? I think of him getting beaten to death at the end with the baseball bats. No, it's Dickin. okay. Um, I'm not sure which of these next two parts you think is... The most intense. But I thought that the scene where the dude's head is getting crushed in a vice was not as bad as the other one.
1: So that was definitely the worst scene for me.
0: You thought so? Yes. Yeah, you were kind of cringing. I
1: could not watch it. Really? Yeah. Remember his, his eyes popped out? Remember
0: that? Eh, I mean, I don't think they really showed it. But... The For me, the most gruesome scene was where he kills the dude with the gold pen. Like at the very beginning of the movie, that's your introduction to Joe Pesci is he stabs a dude almost to death with a pen and then he makes fun of him for crying. It's like,
1: whoa. Yeah. So apparently, I, re- I read this little tidbit too, Scorsese didn't think the vice scene was going to make it into the movie. They thought that with that scene, it was going to get an NC-17 rating and he would have to take it out. Mm-hmm. And they were okay with that scene, surprisingly.
0: That's wild. Yeah. So. it's hmm. just because of Martin Scorsese, though. Like, yeah. if they put that in, well, okay. Modern movies show way worse things than are rated R, but still.
1: But, I mean, there's no, there's no sex in the movie, really. I mean. I mean, I think it shows them having sex, but you don't see anything.
0: Yeah, it's just Sharon Stone and uh, She's uh, like, Joe I'm, Pesci yeah. sweating. Right. And there's oh, a, God. Forgot there's, about that. There's a scene where they're making out and Joe Pesci, like, throws her head into his crotch and they just cut it like 3 seconds too late. Like they just freeze in place.
1: It's it's like the third BJ scene that he has in that movie too.
0: Yeah. He gets he gets some he gets those things happen to him in that movie.
1: <laughs> so yeah, good film overall. Um I would recommend it to people, but I would tell them just be prepared that it's gruesome and it's violent and it's long. It's long. God. But it's but, great acting.
0: So, you know a little something about where I'm going to go with this, but the format of this show is I need to decide, am I going to keep this DVD or am I going to dump it? Why do you think I'm going to dump this DVD?
1: Well, I live with you, so <laughs> I know how many DVDs are in our house. Which is a lot. A lot, a lot. Seriously, people need to start coming over more to do podcasts.
0: <laughs> I'm doing five in the next five I days. Know. So. I know.
1: <laughs> um, why are you going to get rid of this film? You're going to get rid of this film because you secretly hated it. No, I'm just kidding. You're going to get rid of this film because I think there's a scratch in it.
0: There's a big-ass scratch on the disc. I have watched this movie three times, never had a problem. And then when we're watching it, it just stops at the hour and 45-minute mark. We were like,
1: no. It randomly just stopped on this uh, part where they're showing uh, the headline of Sam's news article
0: yeah there's like a newspaper article <laughs> flies up on the screen and it just like sat there and it's like are
1: we're we like, supposed to yeah we're this like forward? this is this is strange
0: why isn't <laughs> is there any music playing they really this, want us yeah, to know there's, what there's happened there's no
1: overlay going on
0: and then we were like okay this isn't going anywhere so uh we i got out got the disc out and i looked at it it's the faintest hideous bittiest little scratch i, I can't believe that brought the movie to a screeching halt like i feel like if i had a dvd player instead of my xbox it would still play but either way, I'm going to have to dump this disc. Right. How did we finish watching it?
1: <laughs> so, in order to finish watching it, we needed to find it streaming online. So, I looked everywhere online. I went to Netflix. I went to Hulu. I went to Amazon Prime. Nope, nope, nope. I didn't try Disney Plus, which I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't try disney plus i didn't try hbo um we did find it on hulu though but you needed a subscription to stars, stars. Which is... all...
0: who has a subscription to stars <laughs> right. like
1: you have to they charge you an additional 7.99 a month um but right now they're offering a free week so that's Perfect how i watched it so we
0: we sort of almost paid to watch a movie I already yes, own. Yes, we will we were...
1: definitely be canceling our subscription by next Thursday.
0: So that's uh, that's Casino. Um, okay. <clears throat> well, there's our, uh, there's our conclusion. We are going to dump the disc. Thank you all for listening.
1: On to the next one. On to the next one. <laughs> On to the next Alrighty. one. I think I should be your outro. Just doing that. You think
0: so? Just doing that? Mm -hmm. Uh, If you did it for one more second, I'd have to pay for the rights of that song. So let's not do that.
1: (laughs) On to the next one.
0: No, why would you do that? (laughs) So are
1: you going to put cuts of the film in this?
0: Um, Maybe, probably not. Oh, you should. You think? Hell yeah. You think I should take the scene where he's like,
1: you Jew motherfucker, you? (laughs) No, I think you should do the scene where she's screaming at him in the front lawn.
0: That was the best scene in the movie. Yeah. That looked like so much fun to film.
1: But also one of the Joe Pesci scenes would be good.
0: Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Oh, I want to try. Okay. We're going to okay. try. I want to come up with like a sign off.
1: On to the next one. Stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to say, don't forget to. And then I'm going to come up with a three word simple sentence. And then you're going to come up with a three word simple sentence. Thank you all for listening. And uh, don't forget to hug your grandmother.
1: And, and walk your dog.
0: good enough for me (laughs) alrighty y'all don't forget to hug your grandma and walk your dog